And welcome to the entire podcast, episode 44, I think. What's going and on? And we're everybody? back! And we're back. And we're back. Oh, yeah. And we back. <laughs> we're back to blow your backs no, yeah, out. For- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what? Man, you sound like a... Sound like a fucking GTA radio host. Right there. <laughs> yo, yo, wait. That, here's a good transition. Rosalia and Arca have a GTA radio show. You know, I did see that. Oh my god, yeah, that shit was um, wild. I can't believe like how like Rosalia is like really started like blow up a lot because of like Arca. You know, well, at least not because of her, but a big portion of it. And, like in uh, yeah, I mean that Kalo K song was pretty big, and then I don't know. It's weird because the first time I heard about Rosalia was through Fantano. It was, um, I heard about, it was like the song, I think it was an album called Los Angeles or something like that, that came out a couple years ago, and it was one of those artists where Fantana recommended them, and I was like, yeah, this sounds like it could be good, but whatever, and then it's like two years later, she was just like fucking blowing up on the cover of Vogue and shit. Mm-hmm. No, definitely, yeah, she really just like, kind of like, I remember because like, I, I feel when I like even got introduced, it could have been Fantano when I first started listening to Rosalia, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, like when I like first heard her music, I was like, holy shit, like this is like incredible you know I, I thought it was like a great way to just combine like the new school of like pop and shit into like hispanic music yeah definitely i mean um i forgot the i forgot the name of the album that had like malamente and stuff like that on it it was like four chapter or nine chapters or like 10 tracks or whatever um and that was very avant-garde and like weird and like experimental and then after that she kind of like immediately made a turn to pop but she did it in a very interesting way like with j balvin um mm-hmm. uh, yeah kind of chula uh a chula or whatever. Uh, <laughs> Bro, you're the you're the you're the Hispanic one. You should know this. Man, are you white man explaining oh. to me? <laughs> yeah, I, I almost thought myself, but I couldn't help myself. <laughs> yeah, okay. No, no, please, no. Just like every um, high school teacher I had, every white person teach me Spanish. Yeah, guy de la boca, relax. la biblioteca. Yeah, It's with uh, no, J Balvin. Yeah, no, no. What's the, how does that? What's the translation? I'm I'm stupid too. I don't even know. Kanaltrula is like with force or no with height or like with like greatness or something like that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Let me, let me pull like a young Jamie. Let me pull that shit up. <laughs> yeah, it's or like to the moon or something like that. It's like to, to the moon. It means with height. With height, yeah. I mean, that's like the yeah, direct translation, right. right? But what does with height mean? Uh probably just like I don't know, upbeat. Yeah, oh, yeah, I guess so. Or like ascending or whatever. Anyway, um, anyways, yeah. <laughs> back to back to the show. Um, so yeah, um, kind of like talking about, I guess, about like um, how like breaking into the mainstream. One of the biggest mainstream events of all time happened on December 9th, where Drake and Kanye um, performed together at the Larry Hoover uh, concert. And Troy was actually there at the event. He was front row. I was from. You can probably see me in the background. I'm, I'm the guy with the like the Yeezy Gap fit on. Troy was the uh, one. If you mask. if you if you saw the smoke on the stage, it wasn't uh, it wasn't like a uh, 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 frozen ice or what do you call it or anything like that. It was actually Troy smoking big gas. Yeah, I was <laughs> ripping fat clouds from my seat. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it sound like you're farting, bro. The hell? <laughs> nah, bro. I'm just you, man. You wouldn't understand, bro. You, you don't know how to rip fat clouds. That was a pretty fat cloud, but I didn't actually watch that event. Uh, how long was it? Um, it was like probably like two hours. Um, it was very. You know what? Though? Okay, so like, so it started um eight p.m. Uh, Pacific time, which 
I was kind of pissed off, you know, living on the East Coast because it didn't start till 11. Yeah. And, you know, because it's a Kanye event. Of always late. He, bro, of course, an hour and a half late, you know? Like, <laughs> He's always late as fuck. <laughs> yeah, super late. He didn't, so like, he didn't get on the stage until like 1230 in the morning. And I'm just like, okay. But like, actually, he didn't even come in first. What what happened was that the, the, the Sunday choir came in. So like, I don't know if you saw the venue. But it's in, like, this big coliseum in uh, L.A. Mm-hmm. And, like, they had, like, this, these huge, like, staircases and everything, like, coming from, like, the bottom of the stage all the way to the top. Of the, you know, like a, like a coliseum. Yeah. And so the choir, like, files in from the top. And then they just, like, get their own section of the coliseum on the stairs. And, yeah, you know, they start just, like, going off, singing, like, you know, the usual, like, religious hits that they have with Kanye. Mm-hmm. And they end it with... um with a cover of um, Take It Easy On Me for Bob by Adele. Oh, damn. Yeah, yeah, it's like an acapella choir. It, it sounded really good. I mean, like, honestly, like, I'm not, like, the biggest fan of the Sunday Service Choir, but, like, in this context, like, they sounded very good. Like, it was a good way to warm up the crowd to when Kanye and Drake came in. Yeah, I mean, I like them on, like, 24 and stuff like that. I think they're really good on that song. Oh, no, I love I loved 24. I mean, like, honestly, I liked them... Like, I don't know, because I, I have their, I need to, like, I have their old performances from, like, Jesus is King stuck in my head. I kind of just need to, like, put away and just focus on the Donda ones. Because they were, I will admit, yeah, they were good in Donda. 24 was great. In fact, I'll, I'll even get to, like, how sick it really was um, when Drake sang uh, 24. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, so, like, Kanye and Drake, they, they come down and, like, they walk down the stairs, like, to, like, you know, shoulder to shoulder. And it just, like, looked incredible. Just like, um, and then they come down to the stage and like, so I don't know if like you saw the stage, mm-hmm. but like it was like a, so it was like a, a circle kind of like, it was kind of like a mini dome with a flat top on the top where like, uh, where they performed and then surrounding the dome was like all these like smoke machines and shit. Mm-hmm. And then like, and then like after that, like they came down, like they started playing praise God to like have up the crowd, like, you know, they're there. Um, and then like, like it was a little weird, like, like, um, Kanye kind of like pushed Drake, like he pushed him. Like, not like pushed him, no, but kind of just was like, was like, okay, my turn to perform, then you can perform later, because like that's what they did. Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. They, <laughs> I, in my head, I was kind of hoping it would be like kind of like a versus style where they just go like back and forth. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was like it was. Uh, I was like, uh, they broke off and like they performed as two separate acts. I guess. Yeah, they did. It, it was it was kind of funny. It was like Kanye was the opening act, and then Drake, and then Kanye was the ending act. Because <laughs> Kanye did perform twice. He's such a diva. Oh, dude, he was a diva. In fact, let me like talk about like what he was wearing too. Like, um, like he was wearing like it looked like one of those like Easy Gap like uh, hoodies, like the big ones. Yeah, yeah. Had like free Larry Hoover on the back, and then his jeans had free Larry Hoover, and then he had these big ass rain boots. Like, <laughs> he, like rain, like literally went up to his knees. Like they were just fucking big ass boots. He loves boots now. I don't know what it is. He, he looks yeah. like Paddington, bro. What the fuck is he wearing boots like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. I mean, I don't know. It rains sometimes, you know. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Got, got to keep the pants uh, dry. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so, like, he performs, and, like, so the first, like, song he did, like, he was just like, let me take you guys all back. And he fucking went with Jesus Walks, the first song. Oh, okay. That's legendary. Dude, it was fucking sick. And, and like, another thing, too, that I really appreciated that Kanye did 
Well, Kanye and Drake did, but they both actually performed these songs. Like, it wasn't just like, hmm. you know, like how, like, in the listening parties, how, like, it was just him in the middle of the stadium and, like, he just played his own Yeah, walking music. around with a blanket over him or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, he actually, like, did a performance. And, dude, like, I gotta say, like, even though, like, he's, like, getting old, he can still fucking kill it. Like, he was such a good performer. Yeah, wait, hold on. So. We we did talk about this a while ago. We were talking about basically like Drake versus Kanye, and like Drake would be the better performer. So, by your estimates, do you think that Drake was be- a better performer or Kanye? Honestly, I gotta say Kanye was. <laughs> like Kanye Damn. was definitely having really? more. F- yeah, dude. Like like he was having like way more fun up there. Like like Kanye was like out there like two stepping like fucking oh, dancing shit. and shit. Like you know <laughs> he was having a good time. Like he was like you know rapping singing. Like getting the crowd like hyped to shit, mm-hmm. but but I, but then when Drake came on, like like he kind of just stood in the same spot and just sang. Like I'm not saying like he's a like it was a bad performance or anything. Yeah, it was weird. Like, the entire audience and everybody at home fell asleep. It was weird, <laughs> bro. There, I mean, you saw the. I mean, there was like TikToks all over where like Drake fans leave when he comes on stage. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just funny. It was funny seeing Kanye do this big roster of hits from like Jesus is King, you know, like a real like a like a versus battle, like almost like he said in the, the Drink Champs interview, honestly, where he's like, I would do a versus battle with with Drake Shore, and and he came out with all the hits, and then Drake like he only did stuff from his new album, which in a live setting it, it was proven to be horrible. I mean, like <laughs> way too sex- way too sexy sounds like shit in the stadium, bro. It it, it, it like it was very under. under- like, it was so bad that Kanye had to come back and perform Donda to save the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> so silly. Dude, it, it really was, man. But then, like, was it? So Kanye kept going on. He, he said, After that, he did All Falls Down. Mm. And then he did Gold Digger. And then Touch the Sky, Stronger, All the Lights, Black Skinhead. And, like, so what I like to do, well, he also did All Day after that. But, like... All Day? Crowd, yeah, he did All Day. Wow. <clears throat> The crowd wasn't really feeling it, though. So, like, after, like, he did one verse, he was just like, next song. And the next song was fucking Mercy. Damn. But he doesn't curse anymore. How did he do all these songs? <clears throat> or did he curse? So he so he didn't curse, but, like, he would say the N-word every now and then. Mm-hmm. Like, but, so I was just like, you know, like, he's the only, I feel like that's the only cursing he really does now, just kind of, like, say the N-word. Just not on Donda, I guess. Well, on the, on the original version of Donda, that you're, what you just said is actually exactly true. I mean, that's that's pretty much what it was. And in Drink Champs, too, when he got fucked up, he was cursing a lot. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he's just trying to do, like, the no cursing thing as, like, an aesthetic. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it doesn't I, can, feel like, I can like, see that. Yeah. Like, his, like a life choice for him. Like, he still curses. and he's like, Especially when, like, in the Drink Champs, when he talks about Kim's publicist. And he's just like, I don't fuck with her. <laughs> yeah yeah i don't that's that's weird he does really he does use it as an aesthetic that's kind of a good point i mean he even had like marilyn manson with him <laughs> next to him and like he was like like on, like on a sunday service it's it is really just an aesthetic where it's just like you know you're preaching god but you have a rapist next to you <laughs> like you know what i mean honestly actually to go off that whole like aesthetic thing too a thing that also felt like an aesthetic is larry hoover um like his whole like I know this was like was his like quote unquote benefit concert, but like let's just be real. Like nobody was really watching Dick to free Larry Hoover. They just wanted to watch like Kanye and Drake like together. Like does any of the money for the merch or for the event go to Larry Hoover's Freedom Fund or anything? Um I think it does. Uh let's see. I could I would be I would it's not that I'd be surprised if it if it does, but I would be not surprised if it didn't. <laughs> like <laughs> No, me too. Like I feel like um like, when I first, like, saw that they're selling merch, I instantly thought, I'm like, wow, this isn't going to go to him. But I, I think it did a little bit. All right. Well, that's fair. I mean, hopefully they raised some money for him and his family and shit. 
No, totally. I mean, like, because, like, I mean, I, I was just doing some research into, like, to Larry Hoover and figure out, like, what he actually did. Mm-hmm. So what what happened was is that um, – here, hang on one second. <gasps> Keep that in. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that in. Oh, man. But uh, so what happened was was that uh, – so, so at first he went to jail over uh, – he murdered somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after he murdered somebody who was in jail, the FBI, I think, did like uh, like an inside job or something mm-hmm. to like to get him – either confess or they found uh, proof that he was in charge of like – uh, what is it? Uh, investigation, conspiracy, extortion, laundry, uh, money laundering, uh, running and continuing a criminal enterprise uh, by leaving the gang from a state prison. They pretty much got him on RICO charges for running the GDs in jail, I guess, right? No, yeah, pretty much. Uh, like, that's what happened. And like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he hasn't. Maybe he did. I, I had. I wish like I kind of knew more about like what that research like was mm-hmm. and, like. Whether or not if, like, you know, it was real or was not real, um, figure out, like, if they are bogus or not. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I need to, like, kind of, like, yeah. do more research. I, I, I mean, considering what they did to Fred Hampton around the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if half of that shit is made up by the FBI and, you know, committed by the FBI and all that mm-hmm. shit. You know what's crazy? This is, like, a little bit of a sidetrack. You remember that thing a while ago back in, like... I don't know if it was, I might have also been Michigan or like one of those states or something where they basically or Illinois or something where there was that plot to kidnap the governor. Yes, I do remember that. And everybody yeah, was like, was oh, Michigan. people are so crazy now, right? Mm-hmm. That was, all the FBI <clears throat> set Wait, up by the what? completely set up by the FBI. It was like a catfish by the FBI. That's well, why I didn't well, go. That's why I didn't go anywhere, because it was like put to the point where people were committing crimes. But there was FBI insiders that stopped it right before it happened. Oh, you know, I did know that. I did know that there was an informant with that, um, with that, because like that's how, the, yeah, that's how they were able to stop it. Because like somebody on the inside, yeah, but the FBI had... started it. That's what I'm saying. The, F- the FBI, <laughs> they kind of let it grow into that. Well, well not even that. The the, yeah. the whole plot to to bomb everything was the FBI's idea. Like they literally like like came up with the idea and they're like, all right, let's get a bunch of idiots like who are radicalized to like do this idea with us and then and then like you know what I mean, like uh, entrap them essentially. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. Crazy, but but yeah, going back to the Larry Hoover thing, I'm sure, like at least half of that shit was just like you know to keep him in jail forever. Mm-hmm. And no, definitely, like I mean, I mean, like like his son was saying on the album, um, that like you know like there was no way he could have like been like still running shit like in jail, like he was still like you know like he he was maybe he was a changed man after he got caught. I am not sure. I don't know what happened. Perhaps the FBI, like, you know, botched this case somehow. It has some bogus information, but, like... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was so big that... I mean, was it? Um, Kanye made Kim talk to Donald Trump to try to get him a, a presidential pardon. Remember that? Yeah, he tried really hard. I mean, I, the whole thing about Kanye that I do respect a lot um, is that, at least nowadays, he is really sticking to his guns with certain things. Like, with the whole Jesus, like, aesthetic and the whole, like... You know, after that, I thought he would just, like, stop, you know, praising Jesus and he would just move on to the next thing after Jesus' king flopped or whatever. Or just, like, you mm-hmm. know, that maybe that would be the end of the era. But he really did stick with the gospel stuff. And then on top of that, with this whole Larry Hoover thing and, like, you know, playing the GD anthem at the stadium and stuff. Like, uh, like me and Ryan were talking about this a while back where it was basically, like, you know, like, is he just using their aesthetic to, like, or using their name and everything to kind of, like, inflate himself and this and that. And, like, maybe, you know, maybe he's not really there for, for Larry and all that kind of stuff. And then, but at the end of the day, he, I mean, he brings Larry Hoover Jr. everywhere he goes. You know what I'm saying? He, he, sa- he says free Larry Hoover everywhere he goes. He does a concert. He's wearing the free Hoover jeans of the future concert. I, I feel like he's very, very committed, and he's been committed for a long time to getting him out of prison. And, and if he gets him out, like, good on him, like, honestly. Mm-hmm. 
No, yeah, good work. I mean, like, um, it, it is, like, pretty... It's nice, I guess, like... I don't want to say, like, refreshing, but it, I guess it is kind of nice to how, like, you were saying he is kind of sticking by his guns. Because, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, at least, like, he made, like, his argument, I guess, sound a little better just because, like, the album was better. And I feel like, especially now, like, since, like, he's able to be political in performing, uh-huh. you know, again, which is, like, I feel like he, like, I don't know, Connie's brain's weird. Where, like, if it's, like, a one-on-one conversation, it's, like, all over the place. Like, like the Drink Champs interview or the Joe Rogan interview. But once he's, like, on stage, like, performing and, like, like expressing expressing himself, like, it just comes out so clearly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I honestly, I absolutely understand that, too, totally. Because when I saw him, when I saw him premiere that thing at the stadium and they played that whole Larry Hoover thing from front to back and, like, you know, with his, um, his son on it on the end of the call talking about how his dad, like you know, uh, has been in prison from, you know, when his, when his son was, uh, born, his mm-hmm. grandson was born. It was very, it was like a really powerful moment. And like, yeah. it, it felt like a lot of stuff led up to that. Like it wasn't like random, like you're saying pretty much. Mm-hmm. No, even, exactly. yeah, sorry. Even if he wasn't performing there, he was just playing his music. I feel like, you know, it, as an extension of the performance through his music. Yeah, you're right. He can express himself like, well, better. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I, I guess what I'm mean, like trying to say, which is why, like, I think like another reason why this event was so great was that Kanye was like super expressive. Like, in fact, like, um, like I, I, one of the things I've talked about, like, um, in like our other podcast episodes, is that like Kanye is just like so good at letting the audience, letting us know where exactly he is in life. Mm-hmm. You, you know, like, um, so he, he of course, like, you know, he performed uh, "Runaway," and um, when he did "Runaway," he changed the outro to like a freestyle of him like being like uh talking to kim oh no and, yeah dude like, i don't know if you saw it no i didn't see this <laughs> oh no dude he like i mean it sounds pretty it sounded like pretty good like it was a good freestyle like it wasn't like like convoluted or anything yeah he was just like it was like run back back to me <laughs> <laughs> he's trying so hard yeah dude and then like he ends it with this like um it's like more specifically kimberly <laughs> oh my god names her i've never heard her be called kimberly before that's he dead dropped her name bro he dead dropped her government name (laughs) that's on her license (laughs) it's it's on her license man yeah (laughs) yeah dude i mean which you know i gotta say though bad timing because like after the performances was apparently this like earlier that day kim gave him the the papers to be legally single that i did see on, on instagram but i didn't know i guess those thing those two things like uh like coincided or whatever i feel like i feel like as soon as that performance happened tmz and all these outlets were probably like all right let's find the evidence right now just to totally like you know what i mean i feel like everybody's trying to hit kanye down you know what i mean i feel like everybody's trying to slap kanye down no yeah it totally feels like that too yeah i don't know why like people just like want him to not succeed you know like kind of like how like uh pitchfork had like their original article about the event saying that like that Kanye was just like trying to relive his glory days. And, yeah, with just... the help of Drake, and it seems like it. It really just seems like Kanye was like killing it, and then Drake is like, "This is a dream come true for me." I, I feel like I feel like with media, the more I get into it, and the more I get behind the scenes of these events and concerts and stuff like that. Not to brag, but the more the more I get behind the scenes of these events, I realize it's mostly just about artists appreciating other artists, and that's really all it is. And and everything else is secondary. Like all these like theses and all these things about whatever like it's not really like it's not about it's never about that like it's never about drake helping kanye like like drake would never drake would never agree agree with that at all no exactly and plus like i feel like like the only way that like drake was able to perform with him was that he was able to like make it like the he was a special guest you know what i mean like yeah 
like he made Drake look good too. You know, mm-hmm. like 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 my thoughts going into this, I thought it was just gonna be like a, a funny prank that kind of. I mean, in the end, kind of it was because Drake. I, I don't know if he made it. Drake perform all those new songs, but. It really did just show. I think Kanye won. Is like that's what I'm trying to say. Oh yeah, Kanye. Uh, he definitely was the better performer. <laughs> He's so like, petty. Like like if, if that, like I know he didn't plan that, and I know I I'm just literally going against what I just said two seconds ago. But yeah, uh, Drake really is. Uh, Kanye really is that Chinese uh, f- uh, food store owner in, in South Park. <laughs> like, see so you at top of tower. Like, see <laughs> so you on top of tower. Yo, we're only doing the new album, all right. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, only do new songs. And when I get to the arena, I'm <laughs> gonna I... pop. I'm gonna pop off with Gold Digger. And when I get to that arena, I'm gonna play <laughs> Jesus King. You, <laughs> you Canadian dog. <laughs> or Jesus walks. You Canadian dog. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, man. But like, you know, I'm glad though that like, you know, I'll just side. Like, yeah, he they, they seem to be able to squash the beef very well. Because then, like after that, Kanye just kept going off. Did Good Life, Flashing Lights, mm-hmm. uh, Say You Will, uh, I Wonder, and then he did Find Your Love. He did a throwback Drake song when Drake didn't do a throwback Drake song. Damn. You know what? I I, I really think that you know I think that we called it because <laughs> because <laughs> you know that's a, that the reason why Find Your Love. Or the reason why Drake exists, rather, is because of 808s and Heartbreak, and the direct connection between 808s and Heartbreak and Drake is what song? Uh, what was that one song? It's one on his mixtape. It's Find Your Love. <laughs> it is Find Your Love, yeah. Because it sounds like Love Lockdown. Well, that's part of it. You know what, also, too? Kanye has a producer credit on, on that song, too. Oh, my God. Wait, are you serious? Yeah, Kanye is, is uh, credited for, um, for uh, um, Find Your Love. That's crazy. So he really did make him. Dude, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you, even if you listen to Drake's like first like big mixtape, um, God, what's it called again? It was like such a long time ago. Uh, the one with his like, standing on the letters. He has he basically covers. Um, uh, was it say you will? And like he like raps over that. Oh, I lo- I really do like that that mixtape a lot. I I, know, I forgot the name of it, but no, yeah, it's a good mixtape. Like like honestly, I liked it. But like you know, like it, I I also like how like since they would bury their hatchet like. Drake is able to appreciate Kanye, and Kanye is able to appreciate Drake. Yeah, I hope that's what that event was about. I really, do, I really do hope that Kanye wasn't just being a facetious, like you know, like petty oh, dickhead. I don't think that he was. Oh no, he definitely wasn't. Like, like honestly, like, 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 you know, like he made sure to have like good camera angles on Drake. Like, one of the camera guys was following Kanye, and Kanye was just like, was like, no, get the shot. Like, don't film me. Like, film Drake. Damn. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, like honestly, like it seems like they like when they were like when I saw them together on here, it was more just kind of like I don't know the two gods of rap like in the game right now, like working together instead of working like at each other or like doing anything petty or anything or in Kanye's like words of biting off uh, Drake's ear. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like you know, like it's nice to just see them like be able to like react to each other like that. Yeah, and then um, yeah, you know what's funny too when uh, when Kanye did uh, "Find Your Love," he fucking forgot the words. Mm. Really? <laughs> yeah, he forgot the word. Like, he <laughs> fucked up one of the one of the verses, but like, but like since he was having so much fun, everyone was just laughing. They're like, ah, you know, silly Kanye. Of course, not knowing Drake's <laughs> lyrics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's so funny. But it it, oh. d- it did look like a pretty sick concert. I, I love their fits. I love the whole um, the thing that Kim is doing too as well. Just like covering up the whole body, like um, covering up your hands and shit. Like he's like Kanye's wearing gloves now. 
I think that's I think that's fire. I think that's such a cool aesthetic. Yeah, I think it's really cool too. I I also thought it was cool how uh, Drake had on his uh, his Nike gloves because oh. like you know because that's like his big brand and like mm-hmm. he had like so many cool shots of him like like rapping or singing with like his showing his glove like in the shot mm-hmm. like it, it looked really really cool. In fact, like like um, what was really cool when they transitioned to, to Drake too when like um, when Drake did do twenty four. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh my god, dude! It was the cover that I didn't know I needed until I heard it, and I'm like, "This is amazing!" Like Drake sounds flawless on it. I did see that. I, I saw a clip of that because um, because when the when the concert came out, like the next day, um, I, I was checking out some of the clips, and you know, that's one of the ones I remember seeing, and it it sounded so good. He really does sound like it was. It's like his song. Yeah, it, it seriously sounds like it, it was for him. Like I'm, honestly, like I wish like they buried the hatchet like a month ago, so then maybe Drake could have been on the on the uh, album fucking, mm. on the deluxe. You well, know? Kanye keeps haphazardly slapping features and shit onto the album, so maybe. Man, that'd be sick if there was like a Drake cover on there. Like, it just sounds so good with the choir in the background, like, and then Drake just singing over it. It just sounded so pure. Yeah. I... I wish I, I honestly wish that I could just be the curator for like the Donda curator or something. It just, cause I, I, I feel like I have a good, you know, keen eye and you as well, honestly. I feel like the both of us have a really good keen, keen uh, ear rather for like what songs sounded good, what songs sounded bad, you know what I mean? What they should have kept, what they should have left. Um, um, the, and even you, you were, you were the one I remember when we first listened to the, the album, um, in the first initial like listening party or whatever about like the structure of it and the story. And you were the one who picked up on that. I feel like he could have incorporated all of that into one album and also cursed a little bit. And it would have been like, it could have been really like one of the greatest albums of all time. It's that's, that's the thing that's so sad about Dondo to me. Mm. Yeah, it's very like out of order. Like I, because I'm when the first listen through that we had, like like it did have like a story of just like how like he was a broken man and that he's trying to like, you know, get his groove back. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> you know, but like, yeah, and then like after he just kept fucking with the the order, it just felt like you know, like it was like on shuffle every time we would release it. You know, yeah, and, then, and with bleeps and stuff. Like the Andre three thousand song is a bunch of bleeps and stuff. Uh, yeah, we don't have to go over this over and over again because we did, we definitely talked about this on the pod before. Yeah. But um, but um, yeah. So Drake though, Drake, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Drake was fucking. He he was great. I mean, like I will say, like so after that, he, he transitioned to him, and he sang uh, Certified Lover Boy. It was okay, you know, like it did sound, it didn't sound like incredible to me, like as as like literally because like I was like literally just, like going nuts every time Kanye did a song, yeah. And then when Drake did his thing, I, I wasn't going nuts at all. I was just like, okay, cool. Um, yeah, it was, it was all right. And then like uh, after that, um, Drake brought out uh, Kanye, and then Kanye finished it off with uh, doing shit from Donda. Yeah, that's. Probably a good move to end it off. I mean, yeah. Oh, you know what? He, so he did Hurricane, and then he did Father Stretch My Hands. Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> Come on, bro. He really dunked on Drake. I mean, bro. He did uh, N Words in Paris. Oh my God, bro. <laughs> Come on. Come on, bro. Bro. Drake, bound, bound two. Oh my. Drake could have done so much better. Oh, you know what? They ended it fucking fire though. Okay. And after and then after that, he did Come to Life, and then after that, they ended it with Forever. Oh, okay, okay. That's the a song they have about LeBron with both of them on Did there. Eminem come on stage too? And go, in the cranium! <laughs> <laughs> this, nuts is, this is nuts, macadanium. <laughs> the greatest rapper of all. He's the GOAT. He's the GOAT, man. I, I, you know, like, when are we going to give Eminem his flowers? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, bring the white boy out there. <laughs> let's say, when, when do we ever give him a chance? Never. <laughs> never. We never gave him the chance. He's the bad guy. 
Why do they, yeah. why do we make him into the bad guy? Because he's a cis white male. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, they ended off super well. Um, yeah, it was a great concert. Honestly, mm-hmm. like it was awesome. The stage was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, there were like some parts where like everybody in the stadium was like taking pictures. So like. With the smoke and the colors and everything, it looked like Kanye was like, in space, surrounded by stars from everybody's fucking um, oh, phones and shit. Going yeah, man, it looked so cool. And like sitting with Drake too, like Drake, like they both just literally looked like they were just like rapping in space. Like it just was so incredible to to watch. Um, yeah, so that was great. Kanye's performances were fucking great. I think like I think he's finally like out of his like slump. You know what I mean? Uh, the healing process has started. He started hanging out with Future. Oh yeah, okay. Well, that's a, that's a big fire move. I mean, hanging out with Future is dangerous though, because Kanye likes to talk a lot and he likes to talk a lot about his problems. And one thing that I know about Dirty Mackers, uh, one specifically out there, fuck you. Um, one one thing I know about Dirty Mackers is that when you talk about like your exes and that kind of stuff, like mm-hmm. around them, uh, they re- they they're very receptive of it. They like to listen uh, to your problems because uh, you know, <laughs> you know why they like to listen to your problems. Why do they like listening to the problems? Because they want to fuck your ex <laughs> type of shit. <laughs> <laughs> type shit, you know what I mean? No, yeah. So no, Kanye no. should be very careful. Kanye should be very careful. Mm-hmm. I, I can imagine Future uh, doing some weirdo shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Man, that'd be kind of crazy if Kim started date, like, not dating Future. Future doesn't like, date. Yeah, so that's why I said it. That's why I stopped myself. I'm like, starts hooking up with Future. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that should be crazy. But, uh, but yeah, dude, honestly, great concert. Um, not really, they didn't even talk about Larry Hoover much. Um, anytime that they did talking, it kind of like seemed like Drake did all the talking and just being like, thank you for all coming. Like, it's been a crazy year. Like, this has been fucking insane. Like, I love Kanye. It's been a crazy year. <laughs> it's been crazy. Dude, every time he says that, it's like, ah, it has. It, it has been crazy. <laughs> Drake, let me come over to your pool. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, it was a great concert, man. Like I, I wish I was, I could have been there, but you know, the stream was great. Um, I highly suggest, like, it's gonna be in Prime, I think. I don't know when it will be, but like, I suggest people to watch it. Like, it's, it, it was great. Did you watch it in IMAX or did you watch it at home? Uh, I watched it at home. I didn't like. I didn't even know it was on IMAX. So it was like too late. I, I could. Like, oh. I couldn't imagine like how they would even do that because like yeah, like you said, like it was so delayed. Like imagine imagine being in a movie theater with people for one and a half hours and no movies playing. Only Kanye could. <laughs> literally, only <laughs> Kanye could do these kind of events, bro. Only Kanye could have a bunch of fucking dumbasses sitting in a theater <laughs> packed, just a packed movie theater, an hour and a half, and fucking nothing is playing. <laughs> Bro, and you know what? An hour and a half of waiting, everybody freaked the fuck out when he came out. <laughs> I know. They're just like, oh, I hate him. He's he's uh, He fell off. You know, this is all the shit that we were saying. He's so old. And then, bam. It's just like, I love oh you, Kanye. <laughs> I love you. It's like when we saw 6 9 and everybody's like, oh, yeah, fuck him anyway. Yeah, he's He sucks, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden he came out and it's like, oh, my God, 6 9 <laughs> <laughs> Like He's like an hour late to his set, like shit. Oh my god, yeah. Like, honestly, like, Kanye, like, you know, he's he's an icon. He'll forever be an icon. And I'm glad that he's finally moving on. Um, and I can't wait for the Donda tour. I think the Donda tour is going to be fucking sick. I hope he does tour it, honestly. I really hope he tours it. If the tickets go on sale, bro, we need to get um on the on the floor we need to get floor seats because if we don't get floor seats we're gonna we're gonna be like oh it's 150 dollars it's fuck that let's get floor seats bro 
Mm-hmm. Four seats. I want to fucking be, go to the front if we can. And yeah, it's going to be like an amazing concert. It's going to be life changing. And I, I can already tell. Like, it's just going to be insane. I mean, my life felt like it changed from watching, just from watching a stream of his fucking concert. Yeah, he's, he really is. He really does subvert expectations every time, uh, most of the time at least. Um, you know? Mm-hmm. No, he, he goes above and beyond, which is what I think really keeps, like, stands out whenever, like, he does something. Cause, like, I mean, like, you know, there's, like, other artists who try to do this, like, similar stuff as him. But, like, I feel like none of them are, like, could could sell out, like, a Coliseum. You know what I mean? Off of, like, what? Like, a three-day notice? No, he always... He just is always doing th- shit like that. He just always mm-hmm. is, like... I, I don't know how he's able to do it. I guess because he's a billionaire. He, bro, but- plus he... Oh, you know what's funny, too? Like, I know... Like, he did it with Amazon Prime. And, like, at the Drink Champs, he's just, like... I'm on the Jeff Bezos. Like, he is my... Um, He's my contemporary now. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm on Elon Musk, like Jeff, uh, Steve Jobs. Yeah. And I'm just like, damn, bro, but you're working for fucking Bezos now. <laughs> yeah, kind of in a way. I mean, just like, he just did like a contract for him, I guess, if you really think <laughs> about it. But And Bezos gave him Bezos money for this performance. <laughs> I mean, he really did. And the, honestly, the, the, the crazy thing about all this is, is like... I think he really does see into the future. Not to not to dick ride a little a little bit more because you know we are like a Kanye Stan podcast essentially yes, at the end, at the end of the day. Um, but I remember back a while ago when he was like, "Oh, I am Disney. I am Steve Jobs. I am this. I am that." And people, I think people were just very confused with when he said that, or people thought it was like a meme or a joke. And it's it it, it was in a sense, but at the same time, I I don't think that people understood like what he was referring to when he said all those kind of things. And now, now that Yeezy is such a ubiquitous brand, that's literally like, basically like, it's like Adidas, Nike and Yeezy. Like Yeezy is almost like its own entity. Mm. And on top of that, and on top of the selling out of the stadiums and, and the selling out of the albums, he really is like Walt Disney. Like, how is he not? Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, he sells out all that stuff. Like he really is like, like a genius, you know, a marketing genius. Like, he, like he's able to do it all by himself like he, like even if it, like no no channel no one wants to fuck with him he still comes out winning you know like but i feel like that's when like he's the strongest though you know because remember like when like he got canceled from the taylor swift shit mm-hmm. and he stole the mic like he was gone and then came back better than ever well, yeah because you know? everybody the whole thing about him that that he evades like such so many different things like um he's uncancelable number one i mean and number two he works with any brand and any brand works with him like it's it's like anyone that wants to not work with him he'll just work with somebody else like he was streaming his sunday service on trailer and trailer is a uh um a thing that like you can watch fights on or whatever or like it was like one of those like boxing uh streams or something like mm-hmm. he's just like oh okay i want to get my vision out here who can do it on a day's notice you can amazon can't do it fuck you then i'm gonna go with the boxing platform Mm. you know <laughs> box yeah he always finds a way like he, i think that's what makes him the steve jobs is he always finds a way to fucking do it yeah but um let's say speaking of like amazing performances ryan you gotta tell me about fucking um your um yeah mi- missed you over there dog missed you yeah dude i about to say i'm so mad i couldn't go i was super sick not COVID, you know, I, I went out, got a test and everything. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, like, I was just fucking, like, you know, I forgot what it was like being sick. Cause, like, it, you I always forget. A, I wear a mask all the time. I wash my hands. Like, I've been very, I haven't been sick for, like, two years because of, uh, you know, just because of COVID shit. Yeah. But, like, damn, man, I felt like shit for, the, like, literally a week. <laughs> you, you always forget what it's like to be sick when you're when you're um, not sick, right? Like, like right now, I'm just sitting here. I'm like, oh, you know, maybe, like, 
uh, or, you know, today's a, a good night, but maybe bad example, but like tomorrow I might be sitting in my room like, oh, this is boring. Like I have nothing to do. I have no plans. But when you're sick, you cherish those moments. You're like, I wish I could walk to the bathroom right now. I wish I could drink water right now. You know, dude, seriously, I, I even like do because it was I, I even did nothing over the weekend. Like I didn't go out like to bar. I mean, I went out for like dinner, but I was like, I still felt bad. So I was like, all right, I'm not going to do that again. Yeah. And all my fr- all my roommates and all my friends went out to bars and shit. And I'm just like a zombie <laughs> like at home. I'm like, damn, this fucking sucks. But I also discovered Skyrim for the first time. So I've been playing that. For know, the, so. Wow, bro. Oh, my God. Congratulations to you, man. I feel like um, that's incredible. <laughs> yeah man it's it, i can see why people are so addicted to it it's, it's my favorite so game fun. of all time it's my favorite game of all time oh it's incredible i i, I love it right now like and uh, but right now i'm too weak to kill anything so like i've just been doing side missions yeah you got to do the side missions to build your your thing uh i have a a good hack for you and a good hack for anybody listening there's this thing i don't know if it's illusion or it's one of those um skill trees or something i think i think it's illusion where you basically um can build up to level 100 very quickly by doing these two uh this one spell over and over again and waiting uh look it up look up how to raise your illusion to 100 you can take that skill and you can transfer it to other skills and i was able to transfer my illusion skill all the way up to 100 like several times like almost like prestige in call of duty and then i was able to allot those skill points to other like skills like one-handed and two-handed and things like things of that nature and um that's sick you can basically hack the game and you can cheat, and you can cheat in the same way that you cheat in like Animal Crossing, where you're not typing in physical cheat codes, but you're just hacking, like you know, you're just like taking advantage of the game. Um, mm. Do that. L- look up how to do that. You, you'll be so much better at the game. I'd say maybe, but you know, I like playing fair and square. Oh man. fuck like- that, bro! That's a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that shit. Yeah, bro. Like I like I think I might because like literally I, just, I fought three rats and I fucking almost died. Like, yeah, yeah. I'll 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 uh, I'll send you a link after. It's really really easy. And the other thing, what you can do with that too is once you raise that skill to fifty, you can uh, you can like cast two spells at the same time and it doesn't cost as much. And you can just cast it over and over again and then it speeds up the process. It's crazy. It's so crazy. Really? Okay. I yeah. Send me that after the show. I'm gonna I'm gonna send you that after the show. But anyway. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, the A two B two Night of Fire, uh, with a sick fucking lineup. Ryan, tell us what what was it like? It was a lot of fun. I mean, I had been I've been to the Knockdown Center before. Um, good venue that I hope to work with in the future. I've been talking a lot with Jeff uh, uh, Klingman, who actually does the curating and buying there. I interviewed him for this um, piece that we're gonna be releasing tomorrow. Or um, I guess it'll be yesterday because I think I'm going to drop this on Friday. But I've been talking to him a lot about um, um, the venue and like their purpose and, and their, their friendliness towards independent um, media and stuff. So I'm hoping to maybe get some press passes at that venue in the future. Uh, I know Blade is going to be there. I'm hoping to maybe get a press pass for Blade. I feel like that would be really sick. Yeah, it'd be awesome. But um, yeah, um, so I had been there before for the Navy Blue concert for Arm & Hammer as well at that same venue uh, a while back. Um, mm-hmm. so I was very familiar with the venue as it was. It's this venue out in Queens. It's like this kind of like warehouse. It's pretty sick. Um, but for this time around, it was sold out. Uh, I was there, you know, I was there by myself. I tried to bring my friend Ryan as well. He uh, wasn't able to go. So I, I, I trekked it solo. Um, but it was fire, bro. I mean, it was so much fun. Um, I, all the people there were so nice, like, honestly. Really? Yeah. But say, what was the crowd like? Yeah, I mean, it, it was a lot of people who, like, um, you know, were definitely fans of Arca, you know what I mean? Definitely, like, uh, you know, like an alternative kind of crowd who, like, it, it was it was interesting because there was this, this artist, Machine Girl, there that's, like, this, like, um, artist that does, like, rave kind of music. 
Mm-hmm. But his performance was more of like almost like a, a punk or like a metal show. So he jumped in the crowd. He had the microphone in his mouth. He was stage diving. And wow. sh- it was really crazy. But like... Did you catch him? Uh, yeah, yeah. I held on to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. I, I took pictures of him too. Yo, I'll, I'll, sh- I'll send you them after. But, um, but it was kind of weird because after he did that, it was like Earth Eater went on. And Earth Eater is like very chill and like very like f- femme vibes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the crowd was like... I don't know. It was this crowd of people who like mostly w- were like chill and calm. And then there was some moshing people around them, I think. And I was one of the moshing people. So <laughs> it was, it was weird because, because when there was calm and when, when there was no moshing, it was a lot of like, Hey, you're in my way or like, Hey, could you, you know, move out of the way? Like, Hey, like, you know, really, people were asking you to get out of <clears> the way. Yeah. I mean, there's this one person I had an interaction with that was kind of rude, but, um, but the, the general vibe was almost like, um, it was hard to advance to the front of the stage. Like at a lot of, a lot of concerts that I go to, like a governor's ball or like a metal show or at, like a purely metal show or like a death grips concert, it would be quite easy to get to the front. Cause you just put, you just kind of push your way there. But here, I don't know. It's, everybody was very stoic and everybody was very like, not really with that. Um, it was weird, but you know, uh, that's kind of a sidetrack, but, um, the concert itself was super, super, super fun. Um, they had this side room where I saw uh, this guy Charter Ghost, who we've been following, who actually introduced me to A2B2, and uh, subsequently we interviewed Andy off that. So shout out to Charter Ghost. Um, I saw him. He was that was a really good show. Um, and then most of the show was basically just me being in the main crowd because the camera that I have is, um, you know, it's it's mostly for uh, crowd shots. It's not really for um, what do you call it? It's not for being far away. It does have a good zoom. Mm-hmm. So if it was during the day, you know, and and the sunlight was out and the light and the lighting was super good in that capacity, it would be really easy to get shots. <clears throat> well, it's always better to just get closer. Like, you know, like as well, yeah. much of the zoom in is like I feel like every time like I even like zoom in a little, it still comes out like a little blurry. No, you're right. Um so it was hard to it was hard to get shots far away. So from as soon as I got into Machine Girl, I saw the moshing. I was like that's my chance to get up to the front. So I pushed my way up and and subsequently like with e- with each crowd uh, I was able to push my way further, like a little bit, uh, which was it was it was almost like a game. It was very fun, and I was like, you know, chilling with people in the crowd. Uh, there's this one guy, I think his name was Nick or something from from NYU. He was fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> he was this 20 year old dude, and he was so like he was so moist, like his whole body was all like sweaty. Moist. Yeah, he was so sweaty, and he's like, yo, I had 25 shots, bro, before I went here. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Cool man, you mind moving a little? <laughs> yeah, no, he was he was nice. Um, he went he had gone to the bathroom and he came back. He got me two bottles of water. Um, so shout out that guy. <laughs> oh really? He didn't get you in. He didn't give you any of those shots. <laughs> no, I didn't want. No, <laughs> didn't, you didn't want it. I didn't, no, I was good. I had to, I drove there. I drove there. I didn't want to. Yeah, I did. I brought two CBD rolls with me, so that was nice. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, that 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 kid was funny. He got a little bit too drunk. And he got a little bit weird with some of the girls around us or whatever. But uh, <laughs> and I and I kind of told him to stop. And then they were like, "Yeah, stop." And he was kind of embarrassed. I didn't t- I didn't talk to him after that. Um, but Damn. well, Nick, if, Nick, if you're listening, man, um, keep your hands think- to yourself. Put <laughs> <clears throat> you in your fucking pants, Nick. And, and, yeah, and maybe invest in. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he might be listening. He I think he followed our page. He, oh, might, shit. he might be listening. Uh, well, Nick, you- feel free to come on the show to defend yeah. yourself. <laughs> yeah feel free to come on the show and defend yourself uh you know with (laughs) with your actions you'll be on next week um but yeah overall super fun super super fun show and i did wear the anti-art merch there i did rep that there Um, oh yeah i did a little advertising for us you know 
Yeah, bro, you gotta rep the merch, man. Honestly, it's the best way to do it. It's just like, I love like wearing it out and people are like, oh, like that's a nice shirt. Where'd you get that? I'm like, oh yeah, we made it. Bro, I, it would have been better to have you there because I feel like you're, I feel like you're more suited for marketing. Like me there by myself, I don't want to be the guy standing there by myself just like advertising my brand. Like that seems so fucking lame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need to pause, man. Yeah, next time I, I'm definitely gonna be there. Uh, hopefully, I won't be sick. Um, we'll like surround ourselves. I'll hire like twenty actors to, <laughs> to wear the anti art shirts. <laughs> to wear the anti art shirts. How do then... I make this concert about me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it works. Like, remember Slim Shady did it for the Grammys once. Like that shit was cool. <laughs> I know, but that was his show. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not like Eminem went to like a Morrissey concert or something, and he's just like, "Yo, everybody dress up as me." <laughs> Fucking Morrissey. <laughs> Oh man, but um, that's sick, dude. Um, so like, what what was like your favorite performance out of like all the people there? Um, my favorite performance. Let me see. There was a lot of highlights. I mean, this was a very interesting show because yeah. everybody presented a different thing, like a different kind of slant. So I don't know who who I would say was the best. I think maybe as far as, like, performances go, like, real performances, because a lot of the things were DJ sets, I would say probably, like, Caro Caro Benito was probably the best um, overall performer. Um, they were a, a lot of fun. They're, like, the, this trio from um, from the UK, and they make music that's very, like, bubbly, and it almost reminds me of, like, Yo Gabba Gabba. Like, the, it's, like, it's almost like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, almost, it's almost like kids' music for adults. Um, and they, ha- they have this album out this year called Civilization that's really good, but... They came out with um, Benito Generation a while ago that has a, a song called Waking Up, and it's a song about, you know, like, waking up. <laughs> um, <laughs> or there's another song about uh, graduation. Uh, it's about, like, basically... Graduation. It's about graduation, but it, but but it, they they have these... Yeah. Um, they have these slants to the songs that are very, like... They, they identify with me a lot, um, and, and or identify with it a lot, rather. Um, like, it's like... Um, Today's my graduation. I even bought a cap I could wear. And then it's like, I'm not going to go or something like that is basically mm-hmm. like the moral of it. It's like, it's like, fuck graduation. <laughs> like, <laughs> And I felt the same way because when I was at graduation, you remember that, bro. We had this lame ass speaker. I mean, yeah. <laughs> we had the worst well, speaker of all time. <laughs> it was pretty bad. It, it was terrible. Was talking about, what was it? It was the Pope's astronomer. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> it's just like, what? What are you, why are you talking about stars right now? <laughs> I know. What are you, Coldplay, you bitch ass? Get the fuck off stage. <laughs> Bro, I would much rather have Coldplay be the fucking That would be so speaker. sick. Honestly. That would have been so sick. <laughs> Chris Martin on stage, bro. Chris Martin would be good. He would be a good speaker. Better oh, than that fucking God. guy. Yeah. Like, yeah, he was just so boring. Like, I'm, I think I felt like I was taking a nap because I was, like, so hungover slash drunk. I was just like, I'm done with this. Like, this is terrible. Yeah. I, I had my headphones in for most of the graduation, to be honest. But I was playing. I was playing Graduation by Kanye, actually. <laughs> i was like this is my moment i'm like honestly when we graduated i was like i paid so much money for this stupid for this fucking degree like i'm gonna do i'm gonna do it my way i don't care like i don't care about the traditions i don't care about listening to the speaker i was like i'm gonna listen to fucking graduation mm-hmm. <laughs> hell yeah man yeah it's a good man's best way to do it i was just like in i was just dying because i was so fucking hungover <laughs> yeah i think i might have been a little bit hungover as well but it's <laughs> it Anyway, uh, um, yeah, going, yeah but, uh, going back to the performance. Yeah, Caro Caro Benito, I identify with them a lot. And their music is like, again, it's like uh, cheery, like almost like ironic music for like adults, but it's like kid music almost. It's It was a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. That crowd was super, the, that got the crowd super hyped. Everybody's bouncing and moshing and shit to like this like 
very childish music. It was kind of weird, but it's cool. <laughs> How big <clears throat> was the venue again? Like, like was this mosh pit? Was it like huge, or was it like a small room? Um, it's it's hard to describe. It's like almost like a medium venue. Like it's almost like um, if you if you went, let's say like at Made in America. I'm trying to think of the stage exactly um, that would compare to it. It's almost like a Made in America stage uh, in a venue, but like maybe a yeah. little bit smaller. You know what I mean? Like something like that. Where we saw like uh, Pierre Bourne and like Duke Deuce, something like that, but probably bigger, probably bigger than that. Honestly, it, it's it's a pretty sizable venue, oddly enough. Um, but it's like independent. It's it's very cool. It's like a good um, it's a good middle ground between like a Terminal Five and then like a Radio City or something like that. I, mm-hmm. It's pretty fire. It's a really good venue. I love the Knockdown Center. It's cool. Um, please hire me or freelance <laughs> me or whatever the fuck. Please, I want to see Blade. I want to see Blade. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and we want to work for you. <laughs> yeah, we want to work for you. And um, yeah, so Carabinito, I think performance wise was probably the best. I mean, um, star power wise, obviously Arca. Yeah. How, yeah. What was it like? So like you literally binged all the kicks. Kicks. Two, oh yeah, we haven't talked about five. this on the pod. Yeah. No, we haven't. Yeah. So uh, after binging all that, what did you think of like her performance uh, of those kicks? It was interesting. I mean, she didn't really do too many. She didn't really perform too much off the, any of those albums, which I thought was surprising. You know what I mean? I thought like she would. Uh, I thought after she um, released all those albums, I thought she would perform all of them. But like it was, it was pretty much a DJ set that she did. Oh yeah. Um, it was mostly reggaeton and span and like Latin pop and stuff, which was very interesting and honestly very good. Like it was like it was it was very like unexpected from her like i would expect arca to come on stage and i've seen previous performances of like her wearing like a mech outfit and like having lasers on her head and and being very like um like the way that she describes her music is like mutant or whatever where it's just like very mutated and like fucked up but Mm -hmm. this was like bro comes out like she she's like stunning she looks like she straight up looked like aoc like <laughs> she, she had these like glasses on she looked so much like aoc like i'm definitely gonna make a meme where it's like oh my god aoc dj set or something <laughs> but I, i'm gonna keep it real with you bro arca is hot as fuck i i arca is my new crush really I'm, yeah big simp for arca now well i feel like you've always been a simp for arca. yeah secretly yeah i, I never like lo- like like su- like i i always liked arca's music and that's why i you know push those photos forward i was like arca rules but seeing her in person is it a whole different story i mean god damn she, she really is a model like straight up you know man that's cool man like I, I, how far were you from arca um, I, I was getting progressively closer and closer, not to sound creepy, um, but, <laughs> but like, I was like, I don't know, maybe like, mm, like 10 rows back. And then I was able, as people actually kept performing because she was only supposed to do an hour set. She ended up doing like two hours of like reggaeton pretty much. Um, uh, people were just like, all right, I'm going to go home. Like I got to catch my subway. I had driven there. So I had the advantage of like m- continuing to move forward. So by the end, I was like pretty, pretty much close to the front row. Mm. Man, dude, that's that's so sick, dude. And wow, now, now you came back. Uh, you know, you fell in love. You know, you found love in the club. I fell in love. <laughs> <laughs> I fell in love. I'm, I, yeah, I'm. I, I would love to shoot my shot respectfully. I would love to. Yeah, I think Arca is still in the New York area. Uh, you know, touring wise because she's you know over here. Uh, Arca, if you hear this, you know, I would love to take you out to Ruth Chris or to Fuga de Chao or. <laughs> any of those any of those places if you're vegetarian i could probably find something you know good i'm sure just as good <laughs> just as good you know what i mean a <laughs> uh, vegetarian you know if you're a pescatarian you know go out 
get some fish or whatever yeah, they eat. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, star power wise, definitely. I mean, as soon as she came on stage, it was just like everybody was like fucking hyped. It was crazy. I mean, everybody was there for it. Felt like everybody was there for her and also Andy from Death Grips for sure. Yeah, yeah. How was Andy? Bro, he did Death Grip songs. Oh, <laughs> so exciting. Yeah? Oh, my God. Dude, yeah, that's so fucking sick, dude. Yeah, you are a huge Death Grips fan. Bro, you're telling me? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, what, um, what, was it a DJ set, or was he, like, actually performing these songs? Yeah, he does DJ set. I mean, he's, like, um, the way that he described it to me, because we, we did an interview back in, like, the summer or whatever, um, the way that he described it to me, he's, like, pretty much, like, the co-producer, and the three of them kind of produce the music together. The way I see it for him, if you've ever listened to a Death Grip songs, I would say, like, the synths. And, like, the, the rave parts of the music and the guillotine on the song Guillotine is, like, you know, not necessarily his ideas, but he's the one who kind of, like, brings it into the song. And then Zach is obviously the percussionist, and MC Rod is obviously the vocalist. So he's pretty much not the producer, but, like, the co-producer of the group. Um, but the way he DJs is really cool. Like, honestly, one of the one of the better DJ sets, if not, like, the best DJ set I've seen. Because, um, the, again, the way that he DJs, he uses Ableton. Which is mm-hmm. you, you ever hear of Ableton, like the beat making software? Uh, I have heard of it. Yeah, yeah, it's like a you make beats on there, but like usually the way that people DJ, they just have a Pioneer set and they just like you know load up the decks with tracks and they you know sometimes they even pre-transition the songs. The way that he does it, bro, I don't. I I would love to. I would have loved to have been like behind him, like taking pictures or shit, because I would have loved to see how he even like crafts these songs because like. The way that he cuts these songs up like fucking crazy. Like he was doing like a almost like a a dubstep like remix of these Death Grip songs. Oh wow. Wow, okay. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, once once I heard once I heard um like uh Get God or um I seen footage or one of those songs like I once I heard those songs like come on, I was just absolutely losing my shit. Really? <laughs> because he doesn't perform them because this whole a2b2 thing is almost like um it's almost like a solo project or whatever yeah, it's an independent thing yeah no i know what you mean right because like like when i interviewed him back back then i i was I honestly like very careful not to really ask him too much about death grips because i i feel like a lot of artists don't like to be asked about their past shit they, they, don't, they don't want you to feel like you're coming to them and they're granting you an interview and then you're like so what was it like back then like you know what i mean mm-hmm. no yeah i know what you mean i mean it's really hard to do that especially like when you have, like, such a big album, like, the fucking Money Store, you know? It's, like, how do you, like, like not want to talk about that? Yeah, it's legend. It's legendary. I mean, it's a legendary album. And um, they have several. I mean, they had the song with their, their like, uh, Zach Hill's penis on it. You ever see that album cover? I have seen that album <laughs> cover, yeah. <laughs> like, that's legendary shit. And it's hard to not talk about that. But, but um, when he broke that seal... Um, by performing those songs, I, I don't know if and I and I saw also on Instagram on the on the Death Grips official Instagram um, that they're back online or that they're posting again. So I hope that I I was hoping that Death Grips would come out and he'd perform with them. That was just wistful thinking. It didn't happen, but <laughs> mm-hmm. dude, you know what? Speaking of, of Death Grips too, like I saw on um, Twitter. Hang on, let me just confirm this is not fake news real fast. Mm-hmm. But. Uh... Where is it? Are they back online? Dude, well, um, apparently, I mean, I, it could be not a real thing, but like, uh, looks like Polo G might be cutting the pianos from his albums and having Death Grips. What? <laughs> wait, 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 what? Nah, I, let, me, let, me, let me pull this tweet again. Bro, send, me, send, me, send this to my fucking I, text. You know, I, think I, I think I did send it to you. Hang on. That's incredible. 
I did. I don't know if it's true or not. Polo G says next album. Oh my god, wait a second. I'm gonna have to look at this. Polo G says next album won't have piano instruments after controversy. My next album, zero pianos or guitar. We got Death Grips and Drain Gang producing in this bitch. No more piano G. Holy shit. Talk about full circle, bro. Drain Gang is that's Blade's team. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. And they're gonna be at the Knockdown Center too. <laughs> that's it. I don't know if it's true ah! or not. Ah! I'm sorry, facing so hard. <laughs> Bro, you got Death Grips producing and Drain Gang? Yeah, what? Dude, how, how sick would that be? Fucking Holy be for shit. Album. That's fucking crazy. That's so crazy. Dude, right? Just imagine, like, how fucking sick. I mean, I don't know. We got. We, I gotta wait for more fucking news. I need a newsworthy shit to, to write something on this, please. If somebody knows something in the news, ask Bro, them. Bro, that's <laughs> us. What do you mean? <laughs> We're the news. <laughs> The fuck? The news. What the fuck do you mean? That's us. Well, no, this is this is news unfolding before our eyes. Hold on, I'm looking this up. Wow, this is beautiful, and it's and it's you know it's great because I felt like I was talking too long, and I feel like this is teaming up our interests here. This is incredible. Uh, hang on, let me Polo G. Oh my god, I'm, I I can't find it on online, but that means that it's just not a break a story that broke yet. Uh, unless I mean I don't know. You know, I I looked at his story and I didn't see any um. Uh, I didn't see it on there. Could be could be late. Hang on. Ah, uh, this is fake. That would suck. It, it could be fake. People are saying that it's like a troll account. I don't know. Ah, uh, fuck. <laughs> could be, but how? But that would be cool. It would be cool if Death Grips uh, could like like produce for like these rappers nowadays. Because I feel like the production now, like in the rap game, has been getting pretty stoic. It's like it, it seems very similar to each other. No, it does, and that's honestly why I want to be so close to this A two B two community. Like that's why I, I mean, I wrote this whole article. You read? It. How did you? What did you think about it? Like you thought it, you thought it was alright? Yeah, I liked it a lot, man. I, I wish I was there. Like you described it, like it was like so much fun, and like all these performances were just fucking sick. Like it just sounds like a legendary night. Yeah, it was, it was, and it it was very like um, it was very cumulative of a lot of things. Like I feel like even our brand, like and everything, we were always talking about back in the day. Like, oh, I can't wait to uh, you know, talk to these artists, review their music, and then go see them live. Like it was almost like a um, we didn't think it would happen. And now it's happening. And now it's happening, and now we're seeing them live, and it's like almost for for them, um, more specifically, not to bring it to us, but for them, it was like they were doing um, online shows, and they were doing like forums and all this stuff, and it was like almost like oh, like w- like the, the thought of having an Arca and uh, uh, Andy Morin like you know show or something during the pandemic is like not something that anybody would have thought would have happened. Mm-hmm. And because of like these crazy circumstances, bam, opportunity. I, honestly, I think all of these artists, including Kanye and Drake, are just, like, taking advantage of the fact that they can perform live now, and they're just, like, really going out of pocket with it. I mean, I, like, I really didn't foresee Andy uh, dropping, like, Death Grip songs in his set. Like, that's not something I would have expected. And I feel like he was just, like, in the live setting, he was feeling himself, and he was just like, fuck it, like, this is the time. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, yeah. Like, honestly, like, man, live performances, they're coming back, dude, and they're be- being better than ever. Like, you know, it's like I miss fucking going to these concerts and just seeing this, like, out-of-pocket shit like that. People pulling up their greatest hits and shit. Like, that's that, like that's what I want to see right now. Yeah, I miss the surprises of concerts, you know. This, mm-hmm. this was full of surprises. It was, from front to back, it was just, like, amazing performances, like... You know what I mean? Like it was like beyond grades. I, I didn't even want to like I didn't want to put a grade to the event or anything like that. It was it was just almost like a I don't know. It was just so sick. Every everybody performed so well. Like all like it felt like they were all they all like huddled before the event and were like, all right, what is the the thesis of the theme of the event? And like let's go off of that. 
it was weird. You know, it was mm-hmm. it was cool. Man, it sounds like it was like it seemed like very collaborative, and it sounds like everybody was like on the same page, which is like really nice, especially for like. It really makes like the like illusion of like how not illusion but like kind of the the lore I guess of just like all these people coming together and able to make like appreciate each other's music and able to like make some dope ass performances. Well, yeah, that, that's what it was all about in, in the end, and, and I'm very sad that I didn't get to see the ATBT room uh, at all. I mean, all I saw was our buddy Charter Ghost, who again who follows us, really nice guy. But other than that, I wasn't able to see all these other really cool performances, and like that was like the that was a good room for like networking. It, it was really cool, honestly, because it was a really good event for independent people like us. Because um, on one end you have the main stage, right, where you get all this free clout. I mean, like at the end of the day, really great performances and stuff. But just from a press perspective, free clout. Like all, I yeah, I, have, I have like three hundred pictures of Arca, bro. I can drop like so many packs of Arca pictures, and we're gonna get so many likes. Like just like on a base level, or you can go over to the the ATB tier room, and it's like it's a networking room. All these managers, all managers are there. All these uh, talent scouts are there. You know, looking at these new you know up and coming performers. You have the performers themselves that you can talk to and you can be like hey i really fucked with your set you want to do an interview it was like really really the whole thing was um purposely friendly to um independent press and independent artists and all that and you know i really fuck with that because that's like we need events like that like otherwise we're gonna fucking die we can't just i can't just go to kanye concerts and film from the nosebleeds and that's gonna be our page you know mm-hmm. no i know what you mean i was just like yeah, honestly, like, because um, nobody wants to see, like, that perspective of us, like, us, like, in the crowd. They want to see us up and personal, which is where I want to be, you know? I'm going to be where the, the shit's, like, actually going down, you know? I'm tired. I'm, I'm a short king, man. It's hard to see over these heads. <laughs> short king. Lord Farquaad in here. <laughs> oh, man. I'm about to say, like, you know, I'm surprised people told you to move. Like, I've ne- like even though I'm short, like, I've never told anybody yeah. at a concert to fucking move. It was one person. They were just kind of being a dick. I mean, they, I moved, and I was, like, polite to them, and then they started yelling at somebody else. So I was like, all right, this person's just kind of grifting. Um, <laughs> I respected it. I was like, I was like, if you're going to be that out front and you're going to yell at people, like, you should expect people to argue with you and fight with you, but, like... If this is what works for you to see Arca, I mean, whatever. Um, I'm tall, so I don't, have to, I don't really have to... Let's <laughs> say, man, you're so fucking... You can see Arca from the parking lot, man. I don't want to fucking hear it. You're so fucking tall. <laughs> I mean, my camera is a different story, though. I mean, <laughs> I got to get close to the camera. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, all right. Uh, yeah, that was awesome, man. I'm so happy you had a good time. I wish I could have went. Like, that shit sounds incredible. I'm sad that you weren't able to go, because I would have loved this podcast to just be, like, me and you both, like, bro, Arca is so pretty. (laughs) 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 It would be like that movie where they're fighting over Reese Witherspoon, the two spies or whatever. What, the the spy movie? Uh, What's that shit called? Uh... There's a movie, hold on, I'm gonna look it up. (laughs) Spies fighting over Reese... Witherspoon. I think it's like Gerard Butler is in it or something. What's the name of this? This means war. With Chris Pine yes. and Tom Hardy. That's what it would have been. <laughs> Over Arca. Man, that would have been so funny. <laughs> Man, yeah, I wish I could have went. But, you know, on, on to the next one. We'll, we'll get there one day if both of us would finally be at an event together. <laughs> I know, I know. It would have been, yeah, definitely would have been nice. It would have been nice to convert you over to the to the, the Arca swamp. The, 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 is that what is that what her fan base is called the swamp? <laughs> yeah, it's called the swamp. <laughs> yeah, actually, her fan base is called the swamp. The swampies. Yeah, the swampies. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was a lot of fun. 
Uh, I got back home at like I got back home at like three thirty or four. I went to the diner, had a nice meal, let my dog out at five, went to bed until like three, and uh, actually I actually forgot my mom's birthday. Which is really tragic. Oh, man. Because I, the whole thing is I didn't forget it. Every day leading up to it, I was like, all right, I'm going to this concert. And then the next day, it leads into my mom's birthday, right? But I was so, like, lost. Like, I was so, like, like I had woken up at, like, 3 or whatever. And my brain was so fogged up. And I was just so, like, um, you know, in fucking concert mode still. I, You know, I'm not making excuses, but it was, like... I was just like, fuck. That's it, man. Apologize to your mom <clears throat> right now oh, on no, the I, podcast. <laughs> I, I did. Like, later on in the day, or maybe it was, like, earlier that morning or the following morning, I was like, fuck, I totally forgot. So I, I drove around. I'm a good-ass son, okay? I drove around. <laughs> Let's keep it real. Uh, uh, I mean, it sounds <clears throat> like it, man. I mean, you know, you sleep to your mother's birthday. Listen, bro, listen. I know that she likes candles. <laughs> Can't can- be the best son. <laughs> I, know, I know that she likes candles. I went to the bathroom. I saw what candle it was. I smelt it. I know she doesn't like vanilla candles or any of that kind of shit or, like, soapy-smelling candles i saw the tag it said tj maxx rode over there bought three candles big ones then i went to the store got her like a six pack of ipas got her flowers i got her a card i gave her an anti-art shirt bro it was- <laughs> he gave her merch for her birthday <laughs> i gave her merch <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> no, no, it sounds like a, yeah, yeah you're a great son man those candles <laughs> those candles alone just put you over the top <laughs> no i got her i got her something else oh i got her um linen chocolates that's a gift that you don't appreciate until you get it no seriously until you eat like half of them in one sitting bro the truffles those are fire they're so good those are fire as hell oh my god yeah they're fucking awesome yeah so but, uh... sorry mom <laughs> <laughs> sorry Ms. No, you said my last name. <laughs> shit. Oh no! I'm gonna cut that shit. Hold on. Oh, just believe it. Just believe it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, definitely gonna believe that. <laughs> Soon I'll be able to reveal that to the public. But um, oh wait, uh, we haven't even talked about our website. Yes, about say. <laughs> um, kind of transitioning from uh, the concert. Uh, Ryan wrote an amazing article uh, for a writer for it, which we're going to be premiering on the website uh yesterday yesterday (laughs) it's there now it's live now yeah go to it check it out look at the pictures that we fuck that ryan fucking took fucking it's awesome yeah they're beautiful pictures so this is uh something that you can definitely speak on bro this is so exciting to have a website finally Yes, it's it's just like, you know, like, it just feels like we're entering to the, the new season of anti-art. This is what, season, like, 25 or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're still broke. <laughs> we're still broke. This, this is, like, shameless. <laughs> Bro, it's more like Trailer Park Boys. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We always yeah. come in, like, we're like, oh, we'll do this strategy to fucking make, make money off of it. And then we always end up in fucking Instagram jail. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're banned again. <laughs> you know, I actually like being banned. <laughs> they got I got good dope here. They got hockey. <laughs> oh man, it really is like Trailer Park Boys. Yeah, bro. Fucking, I'm just like we're out here just trying to fucking make a page, grow some dope, make some money, <laughs> grow some dope, <laughs> sell some t-shirts, sell some t-shirts. And these motherfuckers always try to put us in Instagram jail. Oh, yeah, fucking Leahy, fucking Mark Zuckerberg, Leahy. <laughs> Mark Lee, <laughs> <Yeah>, Mark Lee. <laughs> no, but uh, but yeah, we finally have a website. It's live. It's uh, it's great. We have every single review that we did in the, uh, over the year on there, um, which is I'm pretty hyped about because like one of the biggest problems is that if we have, wrote like a review on like I don't know someone big. Like like Arca or like even like Doja Cat or something like all those reviews would just be fucking 
buried under our feed. Yep. But but now you got we have a search bar on the website where you guys could actually see what albums that we talked about. Yeah, whatever you want to look up for the year. If you want to look up Black Midi, it's right there. If you want to look up Claro, uh, it's right there. You know what I mean? You want to look uh, up Ed Sheeran for whatever reason, it's right there. Meg the Stallion. We got Doja Cat. We got um, Silk Sonic. We got everything. Yeah, and it's pretty, honestly, like, especially on the computer, on the phone, it's a little bit hard to scroll through all the albums, but on the computer, it's very uh, much easier. Um, I, I, I just got through all of these albums. We have, like, 100 reviews. I got through it in, like, the time that we were just talking right now, from top to bottom. So you can definitely, like, scroll through it. It's, it's, uh, honestly, I would, I would highly recommend going on your computer and, and um, checking these out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, check it out. You know, like I'm glad like we're able to actually have like more accessibility of our reviews to people. You know, because Instagram's cool. I liked it a lot, but like, yeah, they just it just seems like they always try to put like barriers or walls in front of us every time we try to do something. Yeah, no, that's true. And you can even see that the amount of people that saw these, which is kind of cool. Um, twenty. Pe- the most viewed so far is the um, uh, Kick Five um, review, which is twenty twenty views. Not bad. Hey, nice. Not bad for just for a soft opening. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited. Mostly on this website, I'm excited mostly about reviewing stuff with no stats in mind. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. Like, and plus, I like how like we'll be able to like just share like all of our thoughts on there and like make it look real nice and like not have to like do a specific format. We can change it up. Like we, we can have like podcast episodes, like at least all the links to all of the shit we have on there. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's going to be nice, like, like being able to have, like, a nice website to make us really stand out instead of just being, like, yeah, we're just an Instagram page. Because I feel like we're more than that now. Yeah. I'm, I we, always, we always have been. True. I Honestly, I got very tired of talking about Instagram. And, and I think in order to succeed, we definitely have to... um we definitely have to fuck with that still and shit, still in certain ways. Um, almost like, you know, it's, it's weird because ever since I saw this video about Ed Sheeran with Ed Sheeran, where he was talking about, um, the way that he uses Instagram. Um, I, I've really like gone to that point of view where he basically, you know, shout out Ed Sheeran, uh, by the way. I'd say Ed Sheeran's right. huh? <laughs> yeah. Ed Sheeran's right for once. Spitting uh, some truth. He's, he was spitting truth. He says his Instagram page, he doesn't post selfies or anything on there. And he said that he uses it pretty much only for advertising which I think is a good way to do it. Um, you know, I, I still want to have, you know, content on there where it's like playlist, visual playlists and um, tracks of the week. I think I'd want to keep that still on Instagram because that's that's oh, yeah. more current stuff, right? You know what I mean? No, yeah, exactly. I, I, I don't think, like, like our posts aren't going to be, like, like just, like, pictures or anything like that. I do want to do, like, the, some of the segments that really help us, like, get it in there uh really show like our showcase of like our what we have curated i really like how like instagram like we're able to do that yeah um but yeah but like with the website you're able to see all of our hundred club nominees all all of our like shit where like say if like you miss the week and you want to see like oh like let me look up this artist oh they were featured on the hundred list okay like wow they must be good you know rather than just like yeah, by chance. thing of the week. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And honestly, I think um, the good thing about the website. I mean, the reason why I, the reason why I came to you in the first place to, to make the website. I mean, obviously, we had thought about it for a while, but the catalyst, the thing that really was like, um, I, I, I just, I, I don't know. The the reason why I, I, I even like went to Wix and I even like started researching and was like, yo, we should do it. And and you, you the same back to me. Um, 
I saw somebody message me and they basically had said like, Hey, um, your site is really cool and it's really good. And I love that you feature me all the time. However, um, I want to get onto festival lineups and I want to get into shows and I wanted to get, you know, this and that and the other thing. And it's hard to show somebody an Instagram page or it's hard to find, go back and find, um, that post or whatever. Yeah. Rather now where if I would love to help people get press and help them get into festivals because that's, that's valuable to us because it's like, you know, in the future, if we have a festival, I'm sure those people would be, would love to do our festival. You know what I mean? I'm sure if we did an ATB two night of fire and like type of type of event, you know, even if we, even if honestly, I would love to team up with ATB two and do like, you know, maybe an ATB two night of fire four with them or something. Dude, I would love that too. Like honestly, I just want to like collab with people and just like do put on some really cool stuff for people. You know, like I would be so cool if like we would like produce a show, like even like have an anti art. Um, yeah, like we were saying, an anti art concert or something. That would be like for anti art festival. Like that would be amazing. You know, but you know, we'll see how that goes. Honestly, if we get into a good scene, I'm sure that within the next year or two, if we really buckle down and like really like put our heads to it, we can definitely do like a rave. We could definitely do like a DJ night, like within the next year or two. Like that's that's very plausible. Or at least at least the two of us could do a DJ set at somebody's DJ night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, like a guest spot. Man, dude, the possibilities are endless. Like, I know. Now we are, are official. Like, we have officially a website. You Google us, we pop up. Like, fuck yeah. Like, <laughs> we are anti-art, baby. Yeah, yeah, we're a real site. We're on the real internet, not just fucking Instagram. So nice. We're, we're real. We're, <laughs> we're valid. We're real. I'm a real boy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm a real page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, everyone, please check it out. Um, what's the domain name? Probably want to exit that. Oh, it's um antiart.blog. Antiart.blog. Damn, hell yeah, we got the fucking right name and everything. Oh my god, please check it out, guys. It's gonna be good. We're gonna have a lot of stuff on there. Uh, interviews, we're gonna have articles, we're gonna have, um, like, of course, like, more music reviews, it's just gonna be a great time, and it's gonna be, it's awesome that we're able to make this. I know, it's just, it's sick, it's, it's so, it's so good that it finally came to fruition, like, I don't know, Wix, you know, shout out Wix, bro, Wix is a, I would love for them to sponsor this podcast, Wix is a, Wix is such an easy way to make a website, so convenient, and now they're offering 50% off premium? (laughs) (laughs) With the code anti-art? What? what? Oh my <laughs> god. And if you get it in the next 24 hours, they'll throw in a couple of extra months free. And head as well? <laughs> the CEO of Wix will give you head? That's will cr- give you head. <laughs> but yeah, it's good as well. Talk about customer service. <laughs> Talk about customer service. They service the shit out of you over at Wix. Yeah, man. That's good service right now by our <laughs> produce, producers, Wix. <laughs> Wix. Oh, man. But yeah, um, it's great to have, again, it's great to have a website, great to have a blog. I never would have expected to be able to see, like, like honestly, if you just go to the reviews and articles section on your computer, it looks so nice. Like, it's so aesthetically pleasing. It just looks so good. Like, I would have never, this is exactly what I wanted out of the website. When we When we were talking about it, I was like, I want it to look like HBO Max. And it looks like it. It looks like HBO Max. It like literally like it makes us look like an actual fucking concert, uh, actual fucking page. Like it's incredible. Yeah, it's sick. It's sick. I can't wait to post the article tomorrow. It's it's uh, and you can auto schedule. I scheduled it for eleven yesterday. So <clears throat> perfect. Oh my god. So yeah, uh, everyone, stay tuned for that. We're going to be posting on there nonstop. Um, yeah, uh, anti art forever. 
<laughs> and it's all right forever. Fantano outro. <laughs> but um, yeah, this was a good one. Uh, I was happy to to talk to you about this this concert and to hear about your Drake uh, uh, thoughts and stuff, and and to finally confirm that Kanye really is a villain. <laughs> Dude, he is a villain, but like he's the he's like the Joker villain though. We need him. Yeah, he's very necessary. <laughs> he's, a, he's a very necessary evil, you know. He's the person that asked the question, you know, what if like an unmovable object uh, gets hit by an unstoppable Simp. force? <laughs> yeah, and Drake. <laughs> and Drake is there. <laughs> and Drake is there as well. Oh, that 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 was the simp that he gets hit with. That's what I thought you were going <laughs> with that one. <laughs> oh man, but uh, yeah, good episode. Uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. See you next week. I'll play you out with uh, something from the ATBT show, maybe one of the independent artists or some shit.